ESPN LA 710. Welcome to The Experience. I'm Laverne Cusack here on ESPN LA. Today, we're talking International Parkour Federation with the co-founders, Victor Bavine and David Thompson. Gentlemen, welcome back to the show. Hey, Thank you, Laverne. Happy to, happy to be here. A couple weeks ago, you had the pleasure of meeting my, uh, my brother in Colorado Springs and also my nephew, and you taught him a little bit about parkour and hooked him up with some parkour coaching. So I want to thank you for that. Absolutely. We were at a great event in uh, Colorado Springs. <laughs> I believe that's your hometown, right? Yes, yes. We did it. We were at a great event uh, called uh, Jump Fest, um, and it's a... Uh, a yearly event. It was started by an athlete that we've worked with for years and years and years named Justin Schaefer, and it actually started out as a, uh, a breast cancer fundraiser. And he brought all these parkour people together to do a fundraiser, and now it's, it's turned into uh, seven years later and thousands of dollars later that all these parkour athletes have raised for breast cancer awareness and research. It's now turned into a, a longer event. It's over a week long with with camping and forums and seminars and then two days of competition and actually victor and i did a a two-hour panel basically talking about our work with international parkour federation and things that we're doing and we had a question and answer uh uh part of it and uh amazing competition and and anyway it was a great week victor how did you like colorado springs oh i love colorado i i i it's really one of the magical places on earth and I've been there probably yeah, maybe like six or eight times now, and it's one of the few places I actually think about maybe moving to someday. Oh, interesting. And, it, and it just people are so nice, and, yeah. and this event is so wonderful. I mean, the, the guys do – I mean, the way Justin started it seven years ago it was the idea was backflips for bucks. Mm-hmm. So it would be basically that parkour athletes would go out like to random people and say, you know, I'm raising money for breast cancer research. You know, I'll do a backflip for you if you give me a dollar. <laughs> that is so cool. Now, once I – oh, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. So, no, I want to go ahead. But now, <laughs> I, I want them, to go like ahead. A li- little group, they'll have, they literally, they'll have the whole crowd of uh, spectators standing yeah, around, and yeah. it was in Acacia, like 50, Acacia Park, right. and they'll have a, right. like 100 parkour athletes doing backflips simultaneously. Three, and three, three in a row simultaneously. That is so yeah, cool. Yeah. Now, you guys introduced me to parkour years and years ago, and I've, I've fallen in love with it. And one of the things that, you know, it tugs at my heart is every time I talk to a parkour athlete or talk to you guys, it's it feels like all the athletes are about advocacy. Uh, Victor, can you talk about that? aspect of it yeah well parkour uh originally was uh was based on the work of a man named georgia bear who was a french and, and, and you know what also we, have, we haven't told the uh, listeners what parkour is yet there might be people out there that don't know mm. what parkour is <laughs> good idea <laughs> I'll, I'll, why don't you go yeah. for that victor well parkour uh it's defined many ways but it, it is often defined as the um originally was as the uh a training method to um, help you discover the most efficient way to move from point A to point B using your environment and using your, the obstacles in your path to increase your efficiency. It's now, it's now grown from past efficiency to really efficiency and creativity. There's a sort of subset of it called free running that um, is really about working your line like a skateboarder's line from A to B, but doing, you know, including a lot of parkour moves, but also including uh, creative moves and flips. 
Um, but what we like to describe it as is, is our new um, exp- uh, description is that parkour is a training method to expand your vocabulary of movement. Ooh. That's really what it's about. It's about to empower. It's about empowering people. It's about learning, um, really practicing presence. It's it's almost like a meditation that. In order to do parkour um, um, at any level safely, and it, it must be done progressively, and these kids start, you know, people see these crazy videos. Yeah. It's not really what it's about. It's it's really, I mean, you see kids training at the beginning or, or even adults training at beginning classes. They're doing very basic movement, but it's really about learning again how to move, learning balance, coordination, how to how to expand, how to not just use the, the path that's given to you, like the sidewalk in front of you, but how else can I get from point A to point B? And and as a result, because of the practice of presence and body awareness and and mental awareness, that there seems to be a real transformation in the people who do it. Yeah. You know, David and I worked for many years with at-risk youth, and David worked with people who had who were you know teen gang leaders who were in drug and alcohol rehab centers, kids, and I worked with many underprivileged kids in really really tough communities. And it was depressing. I mean, we just found you know, these kids were stuck in such negative narratives and how to shake them out of that. And when we discovered parkour, it just seemed like, wow, this, this population of people seem to have found something that's transforming their lives and that we just decided we had to do something with it. And you have, and you, now you have the International Parkour Federation. David, tell me about that and what your mission is. Well, we actually, we, we started the uh, International Parkour Federation in 2014, um, and we, we actually, you know, we, we first started off with a, um, a for-profit company called WFPF, World Free Running Parkour Federation, and we started that almost 10 years ago. This, this year coming up will be our 10-year anniversary. Um, but we started International Parkour Federation as a nonprofit just because we knew that it was something that we could do internationally uh, on, on a bigger level and, and uh, to be eligible for considerations for the Olympics um, in the U.S., you, or, or I'm sorry, internationally, you have to have a, 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 a nonprofit. So um, we actually were warned uh, and counseled by a guy named Mike Jackie, who has worked within the Olympics system and sports world for years and years and years, that we should do it because if we didn't, uh, he was afraid that gymnastics was going to try to take over uh, parkour, um, which 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 they have tried to take it over, um, and that's that's kind of happening now. So um, this uh, basically, I mean, you know, we help set up uh, the formation of national parkour governing bodies around the world. Um, we mentor uh, athletes um, around the world also um, to help. Get their, them get their lives together, get their parkour careers together. Um, we have a bunch of initiatives that, that we support that we uh, around the world. I mean, all different kinds of initiatives that we can discuss later. And um, you know, I mean, one of the things, and and then we also uh, sponsor uh, certifications, provide scholarships, education scholarships. We do a lot with education, um, with um, gender equality, racial equality. Diversity. I mean, uh, somebody told me the other day that we're the uh, that the International Parkour Federation is the Equality Parkour Federation, and and we like to hear that because there are a lot of countries that feel invisible, and a lot of parkour athletes around the world that, that feel invisible. I mean, it's kind of you know, it, it, in, in some circles, it seems like it's kind of an there's an elite group of people that that do it. That that the the people in some of these other regions 
feel invisible. So, um, so anyway, so that's that's what that's what is yeah. about basically. And yeah, tra- traditionally, uh, just because of the videos that we see and where parkour, you know, first caught on, it's often thought of really as a um, even if it's subconsciously, it's thought of as a as a sort of European, in Northern European, and um, and now North American activity. I mean, that's really who you see. That's who you see most prominently on the internet. But again, in keeping with David and I, you know, our, our personalities of wanting to reach out to underserved communities, you know, and and also David's experience, um, as I know you know, for growing up in the Middle East. You know, we yeah, started reaching out to someone. I was born in Lebanon and, and lived all, all over the Middle East and North Africa as a kid and, and actually lived in, in France in my 20s for, for many years. And, you know, we got to establish the brand of WFBF very, pretty prominently by, by producing a show on MTV, Ultimate Parkour Challenge, um, about nine years ago. And, yeah. and it was, uh, we were very fortunate to get some of the top athletes in the sport at the time to be on the show, many of whom we still work with. Yes. And... Um, and that really established our brand internationally. So from the first, what started happening was people would reach out to us and say, can you help us? And first it was, um, first it was gymnastics gyms in the U.S. Can you help us? We want to teach parkour and we can't get insurance. So that was our, one of our first projects was developing a certification program so we could get insurance for parkour programs. And we now insure about 70 gyms through our other company. Um, and, and then we started getting, shortly thereafter, we started getting, you know, uh, people from around the world. Can you help us? Um, we, want to, we don't have a safe place to train. We can't get anybody to pay attention to it. I mean, I spent a month in Russia about four years ago, and, and parkour athletes, I went to some events, and they came up and they said, thank you for starting WFBF, because before that, my parents just thought I was a, a hooligan. And now I show them the shield, and they say, oh, wow, you're part of something. Wow. So, so with IPF, when we started IPF as a nonprofit, we started saying, all right, this is really a vehicle through which we can really help these other communities at the same time getting them, you know, the, the point is to, to get recognition for sport on its own. You have to have 40 countries with recognized, with, with national federations that are recognized by their National Sports Council or National Olympic Committee. And so while we were in that process, we thought we said what we discovered was we were really empowering leaders in these communities step forward young young people in the main young guys but you know more and more women are doing the sport as well but but that we were empowering these guys to step up and be leaders and and it's incredible i mean it's just so inspiring to us what they've done i'll let david tell you the story of um our iraqi um uh, the, our leader of the Iraqi community ali lami who has is an amazing story and david was really the person he reached out to so, um, yeah, so, yeah, I mean, I, you know, I mean, a lot of the things that we do um, with IPF, it's, it's simply because people reach out to us. I mean, we, we kind of keep our eyes and ears open, but yeah. sometimes it's simply somebody reaches out to us and they say, can you help us? So um, about, about the time we started IPF, I mean, we had uh, a, uh, an athlete from, uh, from Iraq, and I, and I got a, a message, you know, and we get a lot of messages coming in and some are like, I want to be on your team and I want to, you know, I want to, I want to be a champion and I want to yeah. meet Ryan Doyle or <laughs> I want to meet Daniel Arroyo. But this one really, I mean, and they all, we try to answer to everything and give people guidance, but this one was basically from a guy named Abuel Hassan from Iraq who basically started out and saying, you know, we need your help. 
I hope you see this. I hope you answer us. And it was in a, in a bad Google translator, but, you know, but y- you got the gist. And he yes. said, um, my parkour friends are dying. And he said that he told me the story basically about groups that had been kidnapped by, you know, by what was going on in Iraq and they've never been seen again. And that he thought they were dead about them being out training and, uh, you know, one of their athletes would jump over a, a wall and land on a landmine and blow up. Um, other people that were being arrested, and, you know, there are a lot of militias over there, and they're being arrested, and they, they come back dead. So they needed a safe place to train. And so I read the whole thing and got really kind of emotional. And, you know, but Victor and I are never daunted by any obstacle or any challenge. And I messaged Victor, and I said, you got to read, you got to hear this thing. So I I read it and I and we Victor and I started we uh, you know we reached back out and we and I just said I have a lot of questions for you. Um, I said first of all, who 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 are the leaders of, of your parkour community, and who's the one that speaks the best English? And he put me in touch with Ali Lami, um, and Ali Lami really took charge and mm-hmm. I, we said what what how can we help you? What would it be helpful if we made you more involved? with our organization? Would it make you, would it be helpful if we write you letters um, endorsing you? And, you know, we, we really got to know them and who were the leaders in the, the community. And he said, I want your help to help build a parkour school in, in Baghdad. And so these guys were on the ground knocking on doors. I mean, I don't know who they talked to or, or what they did, but uh, about a year and a half later, they had taken the letters. We had made them uh, affiliates of our organization, and yeah, we wrote we wrote letters to their, we wrote we wrote letters to their sports council, basically saying they were our official representatives in in Iraq, and that they should be treated with all the rights and responsibilities pertaining there too. And they and, then, and they listened. And then he said, the and I need a, another letter for the Ministry of Youth, <laughs> Ministry of Culture. Oh so. wow. That's so. Uh, that that's pretty so that's, amazing. That's, so that's you know again, each country is a different circumstance. So that's, yes, that's one. Of, that's you know that's what we do. We've we've done it for. We have a lot of countries in the works, and I won't I won't name all of them, but we have many countries in different stages of recognition by their government. Uh, but you know, Kosovo, uh, Victor really was instrumental in in helping them get get that off the off the ground and recognized not only by their government but also by their national olympic committee in kosovo and they're they're right now they're so we we are on the trail of someone else who we think may have been first but as of now kosovo was the first country yeah. to uh, have recognized parkour officially as a sport and that was and um, certainly the first, well, not even maybe the first Olympic Committee. We'll, we'll see because we're, you know, we're getting new information all the time. We, we talk from another country, and, and they already have a parkour federation, and, they, and they've you know, sometimes already approached their Olympic Committee. But the, the Kosovo, again, was another great story of this guy, Barat Mavriki. He was a 23-year-old guy, and he said, I want to get um, parkour recognized because basically I was talking to uh, – a guy in another country, um, and I don't want to mention yet because their their application is all finalized. But um, but they, you know, he was saying, you know, basically ninety percent of the money in sports. Now in the U.S. we don't have a sports council. It's all just whether it's a school that comes up with money or the U.S. Olympic Committee gets donations. But we don't have a, a sports ministry. Most countries do, and so these countries. In this particular country, in the former, you know, former Soviet Union, one of those countries, 
Um, and he said, you know, 90% of the money goes to Olympic sports. 9% of the money goes to non-Olympic sports, and 1% goes to street sports. So parkour in this country had been recognized as a street sport hmm. and was getting a little bit of money, but they wanted to, re- to go up the ranking to be recognized as at least a non-Olympic sport so they could get a little more money, whether it was for education, to go into schools. And, you know, and you, you, you find the same thing everywhere you go, Laverne. It's these, these people are so motivated to help kids. To help. I mean, when you see these videos from Iraq, you've got, they've got 300 ki- kids. Yeah, there's 350 kids safety. in the parkour school in Baghdad, and and safety. now the and now uh, Ali Lami has been helping. He, you know, the, the one of the last things he he reached out to me about is I need more letters. I said why? He said I'm trying to help two other people do the same thing in their cities in Iraq. So, um, you know, I mean, and you know, obviously people like him, they're they're great. I mean, those are the the people that we love to work with because it's just it's just like a, a waterfall. Right. Again, uh, absolutely. We, you know, we started this as a, we started this as commercial enterprise, and obviously we started with the MTV show. But once we got into it, our natural sort of calling, David, my natural calling, took over, and it certainly has not been money that's kept us in there because we still have other jobs. But but what's kept us in it is just the, the the people that we keep meeting and how we keep seeing the the how they're. You know, David likes to quote that that line. You know, teach a man, give a man a fish, you feed him for a day. Teach him a fish, you feed him for a lifetime. And and by empowering these guys to, to you guys and girls to you know, be entrepreneurs in their country to take action. And and it's extraordinary. And these countries where there's very little opportunity for that, and they they make something of it. It really is moving to us. Yeah. And okay, so I want to know how you guys felt when you heard the Olympics were coming to Los Angeles. Um, I, I know you, you guys are talking about, you know, being, you know, being part of that recognized sport. I mean, for me, it's like, of course, parkour and the Olympics. Is that something you guys can yeah, talk yeah. about? Well, that's I'll, definitely... I'll, I'll tell you how I feel. About it. I mean, I, I live in L.A., so it's very exciting. But I also should say that the whole process of getting into the Olympics is very complex. Um, there's a whole structure of sports institutions that have been around for, um, well, there's one called Sport Accord Geist, G-A-I-S-S, that's uh, been around since 1921, um, and then there's an Inter- International Olympic Committee. So, you know, I, I'm excited about it. It's, it's, it's not an overnight, uh, it's not an overnight uh, deal to get into the Olympics, so there's a whole process. Um, and we actually are the only parkour organization that has started that process and that have worked within these institutions and are, are working with, with these institutions to, to get parkour in, into the Olympics. Um, we've been doing it for three years, you know, and, and uh, we actually uh, just were in Lausanne, Switzerland. Um, we were the, the only group invited to a, uh, a conference um, about a new, new sports. The only parkour group. Right. The only parkour group. There were forty-two uh, other. There were forty-two sports total, but we're the only parkour group that that and we that were invited, basically. And uh, you know, it's it's basically a mentoring process um, to take all the steps necessary to to get recognized by by these institutions. So um, you know, and and uh, any sport that's in the Olympics has had to go through this process. So we were in Lausanne, Switzerland. Yeah. Myself, Victor, uh, Ryan Doyle, who you've met before, who who you're. I took a picture of your brother and your uh, 
Yes. Your nephew with with Ryan, and uh, we got to hear a, a whole whole day's worth of conference about exactly the steps to take, um, about good governance, um, about you know how important it is to work with these institutions that that were there, and um, and then the next day we had individual meeting with um, IOC and Sport Accord officials. So, um, and, you know, yeah, so and, the Olympics is exciting, but there's a lot of a lot of footwork and a lot of paperwork and a lot of governance right. to do be, beforehand. Victor, so. what did you have to say? But, but the movement, the movement of the Olympics is towards because they, you know, they obviously the Olympics is is a very costly endeavor and really depends on television revenues to happen, to be profitable. And so they're always looking down the road as even, you know, as, as any as any. Um, really entertainment type entity would they're looking down the road and saying what are our demographics who's watching it what 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 platforms are they going to be watching it on and what they're seeing is that fewer and fewer young men are watching the olympics so they're struggling they're, not only struggling but they're they're trying to position themselves for future relevance so skateboarding has been approved for 2020 for the olympics um uh parkour is definitely on the table to be discussed and there are various federations that are, again, all trying to maintain relevance. And that's why, you know, gymnastics is now, you know, trying to make a play for parkour. And, again, it's all a very long process. It's definitely not going to be in 2020. There's a possibility 2024, probably more likely 2028. But, but as David says, it's a long process, and it's, it would be great in, in that it would bring, these, bring money to these, these communities around the world that, you know, that we're talking about that, like we said, that one country, the former Soviet Union, then 90% of the money goes to our Olympic sports. So these kids will be getting more, more, more money, but it's, you know, it's important to pursue as we have been doing to follow the, 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 you know, follow the established patterns to get it done. At the same time, you know, it really is about, in the meantime, it's about focusing on spreading the sport and, and spreading the education and the, and, the, and the values of the sport. Now, you guys don't I, shy I, I, away I, I, from... I've had many conversations with people that are that, that you practice parkour, and um, they, they, you know, I mean, obviously with, with any, any new sport and a sport that's evolving, I mean, it happened with surfing, it happened with skating, it happened with snowboarding, there are different... Um, different different points of view about should it be in the be in the Olympics should it not should it be competitive should it should it not be um, and I've had a lot of conversations I mean Victor and I both have with people like you know you know what you know why why Olympics why Olympics and usually those conversations are, are you know kind of goes back to Victor's point they're people that live in countries in in that are that are you know they they live in rich countries <laughs> I should I should say that so. You know, I mean, they live in the United States or in Europe, and um, you know, to, to you know, I mean, I was talking to somebody in in Africa. I mean, this would be life changing not only for him, but for, I mean, but for thousands and thousands and thousands of kids. You know, because if it's if it's you know, when when people hear IOC and Olympics, governments take notice. I mean, it's it's a matter of national pride for their country, and so so you know, I always ask people. I say, keep an open mind to that because. You know, us in our nice places with our cars, and you know, we 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 don't have those same lives. I mean, you know, and and the the philosophy behind parkour is be strong to be useful, and I, I can't think of any other way to be useful than to be able to help these 
these countries. I well, mean, I don't yeah, know anyone like, in parkour that shies away from a challenge. And, and you guys have absolutely, you know, went deep down into parkour from the very beginning and not knowing what everything entails. And you've learned you've learned how to navigate the structure. And everyone talks about, oh, I want to stay out of politics. I don't want I don't want to watch <laughs> politics or whatever. And I'm like, sports is nothing but politics. You know? That's right. That's right. At this level that's all it is. Yep, yep, you're, is, yeah, you're on you. you're on ESPN radio. I'm sure you see all of that. So, um, <laughs> yeah, when we were but talking, again, I mean, our, our you know, through, through all the politics, honestly, I mean, we you know, I actually had a call with one of our athletes from Egypt who's going to be working very closely uh, with the, the ITF, um, a guy named Mustafa Khalil Ali, and he, you know, Victor and I, we've been doing this for a long time, and he reminded me actually, you know, he said, oh, it's so good to talk to you, and he said it's it's been so long, and he's been busy he finished college and he's working and he's still you know very big in the parkour community in egypt but he said you you he said i'll never forget how you helped me and i said what are you talking about he said during the egyptian revolution he said you were there for me you know i mean all their communications were cut off over there their media and and he you know he and i was watching the news here and i was you know i mean i was Telling them, you know, where it's safe to be and not safe to be, and uh, you know, I mean, you know, you, you can't, you can't in, in invent or create something like that. It just happens. So, um, so anyway, so, but yeah, so that's that. Those kind of things when people thank thank you. I mean, you know, it's it's uh, that's what makes this all all worthwhile. And you know, you're you're recognizing them. They're they're on their path to try to get their countries. Recognized by you know by IPF and and uh, and also build build the sport in in their country. I mean it's still the prize packages for for parkour now for parkour competitions and IPF sanctions actually and sponsors sanctions a lot of competitions and uh, that WFPF does international championships and regional championships and the, the prize money just is is not there yet. So anybody who who you know but the the, the viewership is there. So, um, yeah, so I was a, I was just watching. Um, we, we have to look on the, the positive things that we done do do and the politics. Uh, what what's politics anyway? Nothing. <laughs> yeah, I was just watching cartoons with my son the other day, and um, we bear bears had had one of the bears doing parkour in his house, and I'm like, <laughs> wow, blowing my mind. Yeah. And you know. Teen Titans and, you know, um, ABC Mickey Mouse and stuff. I'm like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe that all these cartoons are incorporating parkour somehow. It's funny. But, you know, just like you said, it's bringing in younger and younger kids. And I know my son, he's very active, and he wants wants to do it. I've been showing him videos and stuff, and he's like, I want to do that, Mom. I'm like, yeah, "Yeah, sure you can. I'm going to introduce you to Victor and David. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's you know my, very much what our certification program was all about because it's it's allowing people to because the younger kids want to do it, um, and oftentimes it's kids who are not attracted to other sports, traditional sports like baseball and such. And so we really created a program whereby kids could do it in safe places, like for instance, in a you know either a parkour only gym, which there are more and more of, but most usually in a gymnastics gym. Where a parkour instructor will come and you know they'll 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 come to a gymnastics gym and they say do you have any empty time during the day can I teach a parkour class and now more and more 
the parkour gyms, the gymnastics gyms themselves are realizing, wow, this is really bringing boys back to the gym. This is really so. It's it's a it's a virtuous they call it a virtuous cycle, um, where it's all sort of helping each other. And and um, uh, yeah, just one other group that I got to talk about, and I think you were. I'm pretty sure you're aware of this, but there's a group that uh, David discovered in South Africa. This group of kids from um, you know black South African kids who banded together, decided they're a parkour team that don't have any money, and they decided they wanted to tour the townships and teach parkour to little kids rather than have them get in trouble. I mean, how often do you hear stories like that yeah. of young people like banding together to do something like that? I mean, it's just, how can you not be moved and, by and, I, and I, let me add to that, because since there are a lot of listeners on this, I mean, any of our initiatives, people should go to internationalparkourfederation.com internationalparkourfederation.com and that that initiative is on there um it's a group and, and the group called Tyson Parkour and the and the, uh, the initiative go, is help the, the children through sorry, parkour yeah you, you can donate it's, um it's a gofundme so we don't we don't even touch the money it goes it's a gofundme that goes directly to them so it's doesn't well, even it's, come yeah, through it's us it's their so gofundme that's excellent. We're just promoting it. i mean we have a gender equality and parkour project um i'm actually uh, I've, I've been in contact with um, a big movie star, I don't want to say yet, but who, who does a lot of work um, and has, has a foundation of gender, uh, of gender equality in, in entertainment, and I want to try to get, get her in on the gender equality in parkour. Of course, the Iraqi Parkour School is one of our initiatives. Um, we give a lot of parkour education scholarships away um, to WFPF certifications. Um, WFPF has uh, certified uh, w, uh, about... Uh, between 700 and 800 instructors, and we actually did our first certification in Thailand um, that we were able to have uh, people come in from Iran and Turkey and Tajikistan and, and India um, to get to get certified and go back to their countries. And um, they're WFPF certified, and they're also certified by IPTC. Um, it's the International Professional Training Cert- Certification. Um, uh, which is run by our, one of our, our international partners named uh, Arash Salmanpour, um, who also runs the Asian Free Running Parkour Union. So, you know, par- part of this is uh, associations, affili- you know, affiliations, yeah. uh, partnering. I mean, we've, we've spent our whole parkour career, and, and before that, I mean, honestly, our whole lives and whatever we've done, collaborating and partnering. partnering. So it, it's what helps us bring it to more people, you know, get it to more places and, Get more eyes on parkour, and then and then and, one of our other initiatives just, is go ahead, David. I don't no, want to forget peace. To add, I don't want to forget peace through parkour because we need peace okay. in this world. Okay. okay, but just to add to this will be a good segue into it. Just to add to that, the the Thailand certification, uh, we had seven athletes come from Iran, and two of them were women. Wow, yeah, that's Which awesome. Is pretty extraordinary. Yeah, you know, one, I mean, in, one in her you know. hijab. And she, who yeah, she awesome. trains in her hijab. Fatima and, is. And then the Sharifi twins, who who basically are starting the the federation there. Um, and then well, we've, yeah, know, our, they, we had a Facebook, person. we had a Facebook, we had a Facebook. You know how they remind you of anniversary friendship of your friendship with somebody. And, you know, and these these guys, they're I had made friends with them, twin brothers, and um, and I thought, yeah, maybe I knew them three years, but it turned out I've been working with these guys for seven years. Yeah. Toward toward this. So, so it's, twins with parkour yeah. skills. Can you guys? Oh, and then, yeah, and then our first uh, uh, guy from India got certified, D- Divyanesh Saxena, who's uh, 
you know, and again, stuff like this, I mean, it, it gives such momentum and such, you know, to the parkour world in their own country. I mean, he, he goes out and he's an example for all these people of what, what can be done. And he, he made his way to India. You know, he, he did it. And um, so now, you know, we're, now we're working with him to help him start a, uh, his own parkour facility there. And, um, you know, it's, it, just, it just brings energy to the, to the, the country and the parkour community. Um, and then also we have to, uh, we can't forget Alex. How, how do you say his last name, Victor? Uh, um, Rahimov. From, from, from Tajikistan. No, no his name is Rahimov. Uh, uh, Iskandar is really is Alex in Tajik. Okay. And then his last name is Rahimov. It's a, like a Russian okay. last name. Okay. Anyway, so, yeah, yeah. He's, he actually, um, he started the, uh, with our help under uh, IPF, he started the, the National Governing Body for Parkour in Tajikistan. So... Um, so, we're going we're gonna to be releasing very soon. He just sent us a video. He did a, t- a TV show, um, an interview show, like, like yours, but on TV, in Tajikistan. So, I mean, you know, he's – and, you know, again, each country is a different situation. Some are easier than others. But, you know, he, he's, he's a very motivated, intelligent, but a parkour kid, like, right. like you know, like there are all, all over the world. And so, he's now the – president of the, of the federation in tajikistan that's awesome so, um, so, so i know that you guys do so much down. around the world you do so much with so many athletes so many parkour athletes you know with the international parkour federation and again i know that you know everything is not you know easy and um it takes some time to get things done and created where do you go to find to bring back that joy to to continue uh, forward, Victor? Can mm-hmm. you talk about that? Uh, I mean, I would first say we ha- we have a great group of people that w- that we work with. I mean, and I, I that again, it's it's partnering. We have a great group of people. We met them as parkour athletes, and we and now you know some of them have gone to law school, and and now we're you know and we're still working together. So. Um, you know, we have another set of twins, the, the Milano brothers, who um, uh, started um, USAP College, and it's basically the focus on, on colleges and parkour in colleges. Um, we have um, Sam Parham, who is, uh, who is a, a founding member of probably the biggest parkour team in the world, uh, Three Run, and Sam Parham is now in Los Angeles. He's, he's working with us on events and, and management business development. Um, uh, Ryan Doyle is partnered with us. He's been one of our athletes for years, partnered with us uh, and, uh, and for Europe, basically. And he's actually on the, the executive board of the IPF. Um, Robbie Corbett is a guy that we met and uh, before our MTV s- series worked with us on that, and he's now our headmaster uh, trainer um, supervises other master trainers to to certify all these people all over the world. So, um, so I guess that's 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 the thing. Uh, Amanda Vall in Canada runs our, our women's division, um, and uh, you know, and then our partners overseas as well. So, you know, uh, again, ju- and Justin Justin Schaefer actually also who who um, you know we there's comfort and joy in, in knowing these people have the same goals. Um, Noah Mittman, I have to, we're going to do all the shout-outs. I mean, Noah Mittman, we've, we've uh, just made the, the head of our uh, media, basically. So, and again, these are all, this is all like from a shoestring. As Victor said, we have spent 10 years 
you know, uh, uh, in in the parkour world. And um, you know, it's 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 the joyful things that keep us in it. Yes. Because nobody likes to sit in, in front of a computer all day and paperwork <laughs> and stuff like that. But you know, I mean, it's we call it our extensive, extensive, extensive hobby um, yeah. because you know, if it's a hobby, it's for fun. Yeah. Um, so we always try to keep keep the fun in it. Victor, what about you? Where do you pull from? I would add. I'm sorry. I, w- I would just add that that I think it's two things for for me. First of all, David and I, um, who have been doing, you know, I mean, until until these these folks who we've known for so long, and I I, I wholeheartedly uh, second all he said. They're just an amazing. We're so grateful. These guys are around us now, and and, and, um, and but Ross Salmanpour, I have to say again too. Yeah, I mean, Ross. <laughs> Is, but is, but uh, but the but the thing is that David and I, you know, we generally are on different cycles of when I'm really low, he's not. When, when I, it's very rare that we're both we're both wiped out by it and overwhelmed. It's usually we can you know help each other in that way, and then also it'll be you know just when you're when you're at your lowest point, you'll get a thank you from some kid in, in, a, in a foreign country who just says you know. Like this one kid, and it sounds like, I mean, I know it just sounds like it's mostly the MENA region, at least North Africa, that we deal with. It's actually, we have huge initiatives going in South Latin America now, South oh, Latin oh, America. Oh, Dare Sanchez from Mexico. I forgot. Dare Sanchez from Mexico, who's um, the and leader of the community South there. Venezuela. <laughs> but we have, you know, we have a, um, you know, an athlete. And Renan Phoenix from Brazil. Oh, come on, David. <laughs> <laughs> we have. We have an you are hilarious. On the Gaza Strip. Yeah. We've got, until and, recently, and Chow Ming from China. Sorry. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> we have an athlete. We have an athlete that we, you know, we've been working with for a while who lived in Gaza his whole life, 20 years old, never been out of Gaza, and um, and finally he, he did get out. We we helped him get a visa, and and um, and he sent us a letter just the other day, saying, you know, you guys have just, you know, I, I can never forget what you guys have done, and it, it and that I think restores the joy for me is when I say, okay, all right, it's worth it, you know. Um, and and you, know, you know what, too, I have to say, I mean, we're really, you know, because people ask us questions. They're like, how did this happen? How does that happen? I mean, you know, you meet people in different ways, and we're always, you know, and it, in, in all honesty, we're so humble when we approach people about, you know, we, we basically ask, I mean, would it be helpful to have, and, and involvement with us, because at this point, I mean, the, you know, the reality of the thing is we have built international brands. I mean, the, uh, you know, Alex from Tajikistan, how he, be, how he, this all happened with us and us helping him is his, he met, he was at a, doing a, a show. He was doing a live performance at a, at a big international festival. The president of Tajikistan saw him, liked what they did said, I'm going to introduce you to the Sports Council. What's your goal? He said, I, you know, I want to start the, Interna- the, the National Federation for Tajikistan. And the Sports Council called him, and he said, you cannot start the national governing body unless you can get recognition from the I- IPS. I mean, that's so this is, this is not, you know, from us. This is from his governing sports, sports council. Did that a is cool. Said, you have to be with these guys in order for us to... To recognize you, but That's you know, we, we go out and we, you know, I mean, basically, you know, if you Google IPF or if you Google WFPF or Parkour Federation, I mean, you know, we You're are there. fortunate enough to have worked hard enough to, to, you know, to do it. So we, we just ask people: is 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 having a partnership with us useful to you? Um, I mean, we just we just actually opened our first 
WSPF Parkour Academy in, uh, or launched our first WSPF Parkour Academy overseas, and it's in Beirut, Lebanon. And I went in, you know, I went in and, you know, was, you know, was talking to the guy, and he, you know, and he basically said, I have been waiting for this conversation. You know, so we, you know, we're, we're available. <laughs> we're available. I mean, we, we like these partnerships. I mean, and I asked, would this help you? He said, oh, it would, you know, it, yes. <laughs> Yeah, yes, it would. It well, would help me a lot. He said, "I can get publicity. I can help more people here." And um, at, at his his Le- it's a Lebanese parkour academy, you know, featuring WSPF Parkour Academy. We help them with the curriculum and the program. And um, yes, we're <laughs> 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 right really giving Lafrenet a chance to get a word in. You guys are so passionate. Wind us up. We don't stop. <laughs> I'm like, go ahead. Oh, there's been so. I mean, there's been. Uh, there's been a lot, a lot going on lately. So, the, I mean, the other thing too, honestly, I mean, what's happening now? I mean, the people that are reaching out to us are people are for us to to, to sponsor and sanction their their, yeah. their championships. So, but that, it I, goes know, for before, before we were on the phone. We just found out about a couple other very exciting. Uh, championship well tell uh, us yeah, tell us david we're so. going to be doing we're going to be doing one we have a partnership with a group called the all-star games that we do you know every year we do the second we just did our second um world championship jump at off. the mandalay in 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 oh. vegas our second yes yeah, called the jump, jump off WFDF WFDF jump off cool and um and that we did that at the mandalay in vegas second year in a row and now they're expanding and want us to can come with them we're going to be doing one now regularly every january in washington dc Oh, that's awesome. And um, so that's super exciting. And then uh, we've got at least three or four more events in the works. We can't really release them, but the D.C. one is super exciting. In, in, most in of, other parts, we both in have other family. parts of the David world. And I both, both, David and I both have family in D.C., so we can, start, they can, we can invite them. But, um, but, yeah, so that's super exciting. And people are reaching out to us all the time. And sometimes, sometimes the events don't work out, but they say, gee, you know, you're the guys. You know, we want, we want you to work with us to create an event here. Yeah. We're amazed at like what we've created, you know, and, and not, and that really is in all humility. And we know it's not us. It's all the, the, you know, the partners that we've worked with, the athletes that we've worked with, and it's the need that we've answered that's out there. (laughs) Right. And that's the key and not telling someone what they need to do, but asking them, well, what is it that you need? Because so many things go wrong when you tell someone or tell an organization what they need to do and and force things on them, you know. Yeah, uh, yeah. And then I mean, that's that, that's crumbles. kind of the nature of honestly for us to. I mean, it's the nature of parkour. First of all, there has to be some free, freedom in it. Um, and yeah, we we ask, what do you need? How can we help you? Would it be useful to you to be partnered with us and, or affiliated with us in some way? I mean, those are the questions, and then you know, get down to the task of, you know, each each country, each individual, each parkour community, because there are a lot of parkour communities. They they each have a different need, so um, we 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 try to recognize that and uh, and work with it. This is ESPN LA seven ten. I'm Laferne Cusack speaking with the co-founders of the International Parkour Federation, Mr. Victor Bavine and David Thompson. Where do you guys see your federation going down the line, uh, Victor? Well, I think obviously, you know, you always hope for that we will get, um, I mean, I think we're going to have our 40 countries. I think within a year we'll have our 40 countries on board, and that's the, that's the requirement for applying for official recognition. 
you know, we hope to get, uh, we, we have our application pending at Sport Accord Guides. It's, you know, we put that, it's good for three years. So that's still there, and, and we're hoping to get observer status there. Um, but, you know, again, it's a long process. Um, the, the, the issue with gymnastics needs to be figured out. Um, and, but ideally, yes, Did we, we would like to see that? it. Pardon me? Did we talk about gymnastics issues? We meant, we, you know, we mentioned, we mentioned yeah. that they're, you know, they're trying to, you know, and it's, you know, attempt to stay relevant. They're, you know, they feel, and this happens all the time, you know, sports, existing sports federations are looking for other sports to sort of pull in under their banner. Why is that? To, um, well, uh, because sports, again, they, they get old and they, get, and they lose relevance. I mean, you know, gymnastics, gymnastics now, 30 years ago, 30, 40 years ago, in the U.S. alone, there were about 200 colleges and universities that had men's gymnastics programs. Now there are 17. Oh. So it's basically, it's dying as a men's discipline. And young men, young men's fathers don't, little kids' fathers don't want them to do part of gymnastics. They're fine with them when they're little, but then as soon as they reach like 10 or 12, they say, I don't want my kid doing gymnastics. And we and think we that's have all respect, you know, We have all silly. respect for gymnastics and gymnastics. We have total, total a, a lot of our parkour facilities are, you know, are extensions of, uh, of gymnastics gyms. I mean, that's what we help people do, too. I mean, we go to the USA Gymnastics Congress every year, and, and – um, you know, we go to watch the men's finals, and they're unbelievable what these guys are doing. No, no, no. I mean, total respect. And yet, it, the, the, the the arena is empty for the men's finals. Yeah, yeah. A so quarter of the arena was, was was seated when we went to the men's right. finals. So, so that happens. So young men aren't doing it. They aren't watching it. So they look said, okay, how can we, you know, just the same way gyms are coming to us um, to try to, because they want to get, you know, young men back in their gyms. But it's other other sports as well, you know. Um, there's just various other sports that I mean, you know. How many people watch badminton? You know, I mean, it's it's just. And so, when the Olympic Committee is constantly evaluating, they'll drop a sport at a certain point, and that means, you know, a lack of, you know, if if I mean, where else really does badminton get shown but the Olympics? And so, if if the Olympics drops badminton, that's a whole basically industry that goes away. There's nothing to it's every four years that's the only way they they get really any international recognition so 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 it's a again it's a it's politics it's it's even though it's non profit it's still business because you're yeah. you're judging right where's you know how am i going to con- how are we going to continue this how are we going to make sure we remain relevant um and so you know so that's it <laughs> you know yeah. so what do we what do we hope we hope we hope to um, you know, we get our 40 countries in short order and that, you know, we get appropriate recognition for parkour, hopefully as an independent sport. Um, and, um, and, and that the sport, you know, keep growing in, in, you know, keep growing in, in around the world and, 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 um, and healthy and, 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 you know, healthy ways to make sure guys, people are getting, people are having careers too. I mean, that yeah. men and women who are doing this, you know, they can only, we talk to them whenever we start working with an athlete, we always say, what's your five-year plan? What do you want to do in, in five years? And some of these people that we've talked to are the guys, the guys and girls that we've been working with for 10 years. And so now we've been with them through the five-year plan and we're helping to provide them the next opportunity. Like for instance, uh, one of our organizations is, Excuse me. It's called USA Parkour, and we've just named Justin Justin Schaefer, who is the guy who started Jump Fest. We just named him executive director of USA Parkour, 
<laughs> and you know it. So so it's we're we're always trying to help. You know what what did you want to be a teacher? Do you want to open a gym? Do you want to do you want another amazing athlete named Joey Adrian, who won our jump off in Vegas this year, American athlete. Um, who's actually we should he, announce is the, the newest WFF athlete actually elite athlete. Yeah, he's the newest elite athlete in WFF. Um, and um, and he um, he just the jump fest for the three days two days of competition like twelve hours a day he was the announcer and he was incredible so like here's another opportunity and he, you know well, for, and he he actually yeah he won the he won the our championship the jump off Mandalay Bay just la- this last April but he you know he's he's he sees the big picture and the you know the long run and the short run and he you know since this the the the, the jump fest uh, in uh, Colorado was more of a national instead of an international event. He's mm-hmm. like, I, I, you know, I want to, I want to do this. So he, he's got a, he's got a big, a bigger, uh, broader vision. Um, well, well so if, we have, you know, basically the winner of the international championship uh, three months before, who's hosting a regional championship or you know a, a national championship. Excellent. So I mean that's, I mean honestly that's the great thing about a lot of these people too is they're 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 so diverse and. Uh, you know, so and as you know, Laferne, this day and age, you have to do it all. So the, the yeah. more diverse, and that's that's what we talk to athletes that we work with too, is about about diversity and and um, you know you know how, how can they how can they diversify in yeah. their repertoire? Right. Oops, sorry, and doorbell. Yeah. So with you know, you're talking about some like some programs being becoming defunct or you not not having a lot of participants. What do you guys do as the uh, co-founders of the International Parkour Federation to bring all those communities together from all over the world? I mean, on your website, you have, you know, you work with affiliates and organizations from a lot of countries. How do you guys bring them together to amplify not only your mission, but what exactly parkour is about? Like, we talk about, you know, politics today and how so many people are are advocating for themselves and for their families and going out and protesting and actually making phone calls and being active in their own community. How how are you guys establishing that with the parkour uh, athletes to where it thrives and not diminishes within... You know, the... that's a great that's a great question, Laferne. And I think it's it's um, like, for instance, um, we just so we're talking um, we're talking now. We have a, we have an athlete that we know and work with in Latvia, and Latvia is like the Dominican Republic of parkour. It's you cannot believe this little country that produces so many incredible parkour athletes. This tiny little country. They all come from the same town. It's it's unbelievable, um, but. But anyway, he's you know considering whether he wants to take on the, the the mission of of creating a federation for Latvia. So we put him in touch with the guy from Kosovo, and he can now they can talk about Kosovo so just already so they did can, it. They already did it. So now they can talk about you know what the so so it's it, it, and, and and the the advantage to this is that the parkour community see the or the many parkour communities in the world do see themselves as one family they do because of their love for parkour they do they, they're not they're not nationalistic they don't think about their own country they think about you know they they're all thinking about how can i help and and um 
And, and I think the, thing, the biggest thing that we can do besides making those connections is having these international events. Like, for instance, Jump Fest is an incredible, what Justin has created in Jump Fest is incredible because we, there are these talks every night around campfires. You know, what does it mean? What does parkour mean to me? How can I, you know, how, how can I uh, sort of live this philosophy in my life? And then for us, for us, it's doing these certifications abroad because it's bringing people together from, as David said, in Thailand, from the U.S., Tajikistan, Turkey, India, and Iran. I mean, you know, how many people really, how many Iranians and Americans, if they're not emigres, really get a chance to talk to one another and meet each other? Mm-hmm. So it's, so it's, you know, education is always education and, and just socializing yes. is the way to amplify that, amplify anything. Because we always fear what we don't know and we don't understand. And when you look somebody in the face and you, and you, 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 you overcome obstacles, which is basically what parkour, parkour is about, you overcome obstacles together and support each other in that, how can you not feel compassion for the other person? Yeah. So that's sort of the, the simplicity of how this does it, how this sort of happens on its own. But it's just our job is to keep expanding that community and to keep, you know, bringing bringing people in um, uh, from, as I said, from as David said before, from these invisible communities, bringing them, bring them in, and making them part of the conversation. Yes, and and make, and enabling them to be leaders, or you know, advocating. You know, they, there are so many leaders out there. Um, and, I mean, yeah, um, on the on the WFF site, as David said, we have. Um, uh, and again, that's the for-profit side. But WFF, we have we name elite athletes who, who we feel are among the great athletes, you know, in the world. And and Joey is the latest one. But on the IPF side, we're going to start a page now of global parkour leaders, and to introduce to the parkour communities, uh, to each of the communities, who the leaders are emerging around the world. Yes. Because they're not the same people, you know. They're not, and it's a whoa. Somebody says, whoa, there's a federation in Kosovo. I didn't know that. So we, we that's sort of a, a new initiative for us is to really identify who those no, new global leaders are. And I, I was talking to Alex, who started the federation in Tajikistan, and he, you know, again, officially recognized by their sports council. And I said, you know, let, let's take a moment here. I said, you just made history. You know, I mean, he, he's he's the one he's the one that did it. He's the one that you know, and he had to you know find cooperation between all the. You know everybody in in Kosovo. I mean, he was, you know, he was the silent the silent warrior that that made it happen. And I said, you're, you know, when the history of your country and sport is written, it's already written. You know, you you were that guy. So, um, you know, and to be able to to you know show other people that it's possible is it's a great tool. I don't yeah, know that's that, exciting. You know, any any other way than that, it's a it's a great tool for us to use to motivate other people to show that it it can be done. You know, and uh, you know, um, you know, they, they were the ones that that uh, were the the sports council said we will only recognize if you go under IPF. So um, we've, we've taken we've taken the steps. So our our, 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 our attorney and more every day. Bills will will uh, will attest to the the steps that we've taken to do it. The, you know, the right way yeah. and set everything up exactly under the accordance of of the, the sports institutions that, that, that we're working with and partnering well, with. So. Well, when you do and, that... You know, and will, we, will, will we finish the job? Probably not, and we'll be turning it over to the next generation. Yeah. You know, to pick it up where we left off. Yeah. Taking a vacation. <laughs> <laughs>
for but a week. You, right, and but I'll be back in it again. Right, but you guys have a, a lot of work ahead of you, and um, I'm so thankful for you guys coming on and sharing your story and your passion and your joy for parkour and the parkour community. Um, if anybody would like to reach out to you guys uh, in regards to help, what are you guys like looking for in regards to the International Parkour Federation? Like, is if somebody wants to, you know, get on board? I, I would say a couple things. I mean, one, look at our initiatives. I mean, we're looking for partners uh, for for our initiatives. Um, we have we met somebody actually in uh, at Jump Fest in uh, Colorado, uh, a college student, he said, I want to get involved. And he said, I want to get involved in, in the Peace Through Parkour Initiative. He said, I think his, his grandfather was, is, a, is a congressman or was a congressman. And, you know, he said, I, I can get money for that. I mean, a lot, a lot of those initiatives, we, we need support and partnership to, to make those happen. Right. So I would say, look at, look at those. And then most importantly, I mean, you know, this goes to podcasts, so hopefully people are listening to this in, in the Philippines and in Argentina and in, you know, in, in uh, Alaska and yes. Russia. So, I mean, if, you know, if, if you are the parkour leader and you can unify your, your parkour community in your country, we're here to help you start your federation. Uh, we've, got, we've got a, a great track record. Uh, Victor and I have been in, you know, parkour world with WFPF and IPF for coming up on 10 years. And uh, no, it's, it's 11 already, Dave. It's, just it's nine, 11. It's, it's, <laughs> nine, nine, it's nine officially with WFES, but, wow. but it's already 11. Yeah. Wow. But yeah, I yeah, mean, and, you know, go, go to internationalparkourfederation.com. There's a, there's a way to re, you know, reach out to us. Uh, there's a contact thing and, and reach out and let's get the process going. You know, I was going to say, I would add, I would add that we need, we need sponsors, you know, I mean, yeah, we, and anybody yeah. corporate, corporate or private sponsors that want to come on board. You know, we want to we want to on the WFEF side and the IPF side because those are the sanctioned body. Mm-hmm. You know, when we do these competitions, we want to be able to increase the prizes and, and name a prize yeah. for somebody. Right. Name a prize yeah. for a yeah. foundation or for a or for a uh, for a corporation, so that these athletes get really an appropriate amount of money. I mean, the top prizes are really, you know, maybe between three and five thousand dollars. And and you know, when we think how short a career someone a top athlete would have, it's mm-hmm. just not much money. So. So any kind of sponsors that want to sponsor, if they want to sponsor scholarships, you know, or, or, or us to do, if there's a particular country that they have a, an affinity for and they want us to go do a parkour certification in that country, let's yeah, do it. We'll do, we're anywhere. ready. We'll do it. We'll go anywhere. <laughs> I so, love that. Yeah. I love that. I will go anywhere, too. So take me with you. Right. We, uh, like cool. I said, somebody told us yesterday we were the Parkour Equality Federation. Uh, so I, I, I like that. that. Oh. It should be the PEF, International Parkour Equality <laughs> Federation. <laughs> Thank you guys so, so we, much. We, the... we, we like that, and we're proud of that. Co-founders of the International Parkour Federation, Mr. Victor Vivine and Mr. David Thompson. Thank you, gentlemen, for Thank joining us. Thank you, Thank you for always Thank you. being amazing. Go Parkour! This is ESPN LA 710. Thank you so much for joining me. I'll see you next week here on The Experience. ESPN LA 710.